Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the French Toast podcast. Uh, this is one of your hosts, uh, Kevin Moses. I'm in uh, Michigan, and I'm joined in Michigan by Rob Phipps. Hey, Rob. Hey, Kevin, fellow Michigander. Hey, Rob. Uh, how's our, our uh, former guest host doing? Margaret. Uh, she's, she's doing great. She had a jazz concert tonight, so she's just recovering from all that jazz. Oh wow! I, I like to think that our our podcast episode with her put her on the jazz map. Oh yeah, um, can she write an intro for our podcast? She probably she probably could you know produce an intro for kind of a little music ish. Well, don't don't have her spend too much time because we put, wouldn't take any time to actually put it on the episode. So. Oh yeah, we would. We edit it right then. Oh yeah, we would. Right. So that would that make sense? We had like Paul holding his iPhone up to the speaker <laughs> to play it as we we go yeah. live. <laughs> so the over under on uh, the over under on the edit comment was uh, what twenty eight seconds. I think <laughs> we barely oh, made man. it. Oh, it's so good to be back. <laughs> I had to get I had to get it out of the way because I forgot. That's right. That's right. So speaking of being back, uh, Paul Witt's here again. Hey, Paul. Hey, Kevin. We're, we're going to come to you in just a moment because uh, you got other person to be named later. Yes, yes, and the big the big news, uh, well, some of the big news tonight is that our guest host, Nate Offord, is here. Hi, Nathaniel. Hi. Hello. I'm back. Yeah. Back. Better than ever. Well, what, I'm back. <laughs> what's it like? What's it like in real life? Mm. The podcast? Boy, this is... No, the, the rest of life. The rest of life? This is all we do. Oh, <laughs> you guys are just constantly on this video feed, right? Yeah. And, and then I just show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, life is good. Life is good. It, life is starting to get warmer because I live in South Carolina. Uh, so life, life, is a, life. Say it again. Are you talking about life, the cereal? Uh, no, that's always cold. 2% milk from the back of the fridge. So. And okay. delicious. Oh, so good. I, so the problem, I literally went out. I hadn't been eating cereal at all until uh-huh. give or take a month and a half ago. And I have purchased more cereal and candy bars in the past two months than I have in the year prior, which is not great for me. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, Nate, I'm going to make a, a prediction. Does Ronald Bean bring you candy bars and cereal based on these little things? I would seem like a person would like bring you that in person. Mm-hmm. No, but there has not yet been a Sunday where he has not found me at church to specifically continue his get off my lawn sort of ways. <laughs> is he a listener? Say it again. Does he listen to our podcast? I'm not sure he is aware that it exists. Like okay. podcast exists or this podcast? No, <laughs> it's, it's kind of bad. He has listened to podcasts before, but I don't oh. know. He's aware of the French toast night. I mean, somehow he figured out the internet exists because he's on your Facebook. Yeah. Page. Well, I felt it would feel weird to recommend this podcast that I'm never on. Like, oh yeah, my podcast. Well, you wouldn't know anyone who's on it. It's not. It's not <laughs> hey, this podcast that me and two other people listen to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, hey, it's all marketing. Hey, this hidden gem of a podcast. There it is. Oh yeah. Well done. So, uh, before we get to the the real topics for for today. Uh, I've heard there are some announcements. Nate, I think, has an announcement. Is that is that true, Nate? There's been something going on in your life recently? 
I'm assuming you're talking about me getting engaged. The, oh, we, the bar, we, Sam. Come on. Dude, we didn't do any show prep. I had no idea what I'm supposed to be talking about. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were in rehearsal this afternoon. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what happened with, uh, with, with your girlfriend? Uh, she is now my ex-girlfriend. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you know what? You were too good for her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, she does not listen to this podcast. Oh. Now you can take off and soar, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally be free. Finally learn to be content. Her holding you back. She was holding you back, man. Boy, I, I told her that. You back on our podcast. I, I have said from day one, she is horrible. You have said that over and over again. Yeah, I, I, it, I know. I'm aware. I'm very aware. So what but, were you going to say after that about your ex girlfriend? Well, the she just got a title change. Not she's oh. still she's still around. So you need D and D for that. We have to do a title change. We bought the car. D and D twenty five bucks. Took about three weeks. Yeah, it it's a it's a there's a long legal process down the road, but, uh, so we're not there yet. Oh, is she from another country? <laughs> the oh. people down here seem to think so. <laughs> yeah, like le- is another le- country. I've been there. Legitimately, like from South Carolina, like so because there are so many people who've grown up around here in parts of where she works. The fact that she is from Minnesota and spent two years in Thailand is engaged to someone from Alaska and lives here makes her like the most exotic human <laughs> being that a lot of these people have ever met. She's and the most intriguing thing about that is her being from Minnesota because that's the furthest place away out of the places you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Well, hey, congratulations, Nate. Yeah, thank you. And you too, Emily. Yep. Yes. Sorry about all the hate. They, they'll warm up to you. No, we're just kidding. No, I said from the beginning, it's great. <laughs> we'll edit that in post. Thank sure. you. Edit. Well, I think Emily's been on this podcast as much as you have the last few months. So yeah, We have been co-hosts, co-hosts to the same degree. We are missing uh, Aaron Boyce tonight. Uh, uh, like literally and, and emotionally. Yeah, moment of silence for Aaron. Although when some of us visited Salt Lake City recently, he introduced us to the young lady who designed our French Toast Night podcast logo. Yes, yes, uh, Kristen. Kristen, so shout out to Kristen. Yeah, hey, Kristen. I doubt you're watching this, but or listening. Hey, Maggie, if you can make a jazz intro, send it to Kristen. Kristen, you can put it on each episode. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, it takes a village. Oh, there's jelly beans. Did you lose a, a jelly bean? I got it. <laughs> Paul, give us give us the story of the jelly beans. Because yeah, Paul, what happened with the you getting the, the discount there? Well, I was no, I was introduced to these um, sweet tart jelly beans at the uh, the Gawkin Memorial, hmm. whatever. Tears <laughs> of homecoming from going. What was that thing? Uh, roasting. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. The roast. Uh, the oh. and the Bob Roberts variety show. That was it. <laughs> so when I'm Salt Lake City a few weeks ago, uh, Kevin, you introduced. Mm. I think I took them from you, but uh, fell in love with them, especially the blue ones. Yeah. Actually, I'm more. I'm not, I'm partial to the purple ones, but so I came back and then um, 
and you mentioned you try to stock up on them after after Easter, and I thought, oh, that's a great idea. And I'd forgotten about it, and then uh, walking through our our local Ingalls grocery store on Monday or Tuesday, and there was a shopping cart full of their discounted Easter candy, mm. and I grabbed about six or eight bags, and it was discounted to a buck and a half, and brought it home, and I was like pretty excited. I think I messaged you guys about it. <laughs> you both mentioned you couldn't, or Nate and Kevin specifically mentioned they could not find any. Nope. And I remember there was actually more, so I went by, uh, called the manager, went by, he held the rest for me, and I went by the next day and got the uh, the other. So I feel like I put them in a safety deposit box, <laughs> deposit box at my local bank. Because those don't go bad, right? Like they're kind of no. the same level of quality exactly. from start Dude, to finish. I, I finished my last bag of sweet tarts jelly beans about middle of March this year. My last Ooh. one from last year. Is it a bad thing to a bag a day? <laughs> I may have a problem. Hey. I feel like I'm confessing to everyone, but I, I may have a problem. If you're averaging a bag a week, uh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I said or, a day, but oh, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost out of those 14 bags. They're so good. So if good. you can put them in your fallout, like uh, in the world shelter, you know, yes, save them for the real emergencies. Yes. Hey, men, uh, we're going to get to our first topic in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about this, this big, the big happenings in the world of game show. But mm -hmm. anything else you guys want to mention before we jump in? Yeah, one more brief announcement, uh, because as we promised, the grand prize for the French Toast Night Bracket Contest, uh, the grand prize is a shout-out to the winner. <gasps> and uh, it's actually our honor to have the winner on air with us tonight. So congratulations, Nate Offord, uh, for winning the – was it Nate? Yeah. I think it was Nate. Yeah. Well, yeah I think Nate, Nate edged out Emily. Um, Emily Witt. Uh, sorry, I've got to specify now. Oh, man. Uh, Emily. One, when you're talking in the context of the French Toast Night, one Emily does not engage with literally any of our shenanigans, so you're saying. <laughs> Congratulations, Nate. The least we could do is uh, honor you and congratulate you and give you a shout out on your own podcast. Oh, man. That means a lot. I tell. Actually, Paul, when you texted me uh, back when the tournament ended saying, hey, congrats, I literally I was doing really well. My Elite Eight were doing well, and I picked the first two finalists in the Final Four, but I had Duke and Kentucky in the championship, and both of them lost. So I knew I couldn't gain any more points, and I literally stopped checking the tournament. But apparently everyone else had been cleaned out by that point, yep. too. So I... My my very low score was enough on a bad year <laughs> to not. So yeah, you were over you were over par, but you still it was good enough to win. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Nate. Well done. I oh, thought shucks, Nate, I thought Nate lost, so he was doing all these other brackets because he was a sore loser. I just have confidence about him now since he won that big thing. <laughs> Here he is doing all these uh, contests. No, those other brackets have severely affected my attitude way more than anything in March Madness ever had. No kidding, right? Especially the candy bar one. Good night. Tell me about it. Yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get oh, to that sorry. tonight. No, that's good. That's good. Well, congratulations, Nate. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Your excellence in bracketology is almost as good as James Hoshenshaw. What's his last name? Uh, I said the, yeah, the, yeah, the Jeopardy guy. So. Uh, I've been enamored with Jeopardy for most of my life, but especially the last couple of weeks. This guy is 
is on a. You have a Jeopardy tattoo, right? <laughs> Alex Trebek is like a fullback <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, but this is being recorded, so I can't show you. Oh, oh I get it. Show uh, us on this sidebar. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So true story. Just to show you how our family's gotten into Jeopardy the last couple of months. Uh, last night we're driving back from our church youth group, uh, Awana, all that stuff on Wednesday night. And I mentioned a guy in our youth group, his name's Alex. I mentioned his name. I said, yeah, I was talking with Alex. And our son, Luke, who's five, says, Alex Trebek? (laughs) (laughs) No, there are other Alexes in our world, not just Alex Trebek. That's a good place to start. It it is. It is. I always wanted to be Alex Trebek when I grew up. Still can. I mean, he's not going to be doing that forever. Yeah, that's a spot. Well, but, that was that wasn't meant to be nearly. That was meant to be a general <laughs> statement, not a cancer-centric statement. No, it's okay. as morbid as you made it. It's all good. It's all good. I'm a little rusty. I have. It's been. It's been a minute. So I guys, live by myself on a frozen pizza every night. Just kind of says what's on his mind right now. <laughs> hey, PSV, family light and friendly over here. <laughs> Can't wait till Nick gets married and gets civilized. Uh, uh, so, just a quick question: Jeopardy with with James making this run, thumbs up or thumbs down overall? For me, total thumbs up, man. Yeah, it's must see TV. We just watched three. We just uh, binge watched three episodes. Caught up tonight. During dinner, I so think didn't he win by didn't he win by just like eighteen dollars or something the other night like Monday just night. barely yeah but I we want to say that that's the first time probably binge watch and Jeopardy <laughs> in the same sentence ever first time binge watching me ever in a in a sentence but yes yeah I'm thumbs up I agree it's like ratings it's a big deal. Absolutely. Anytime you're talking about Jeopardy, Jeopardy's doing something right. And that would include, like, Jeopardy doing something wrong, because at least we'd be talking about Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy's that beautiful constant that's always there, and you only mm. notice it if something goes different. Mm. And so, like, it's a good reminder that this thing, this steady part of our lives is always there, and it's tuning us back into it. Wow. Sorry, I had to go for air. It's getting a little deep. <laughs> the philosophical realm of in my time off I've been reading a lot been doing a lot of soul searching I think you're good to be off the show for six more months man. <laughs> that's why we made sure he was on the show moderation my friend come on Nate, we just keep it light, okay? Just, it's all, I'm all so fun. sorry. I'm so sorry. What I, meant is, what, like I meant is, Come on. what I meant is it's fun to watch really smart people almost cry going up against him. <laughs> I've mentioned it before. I, I think dynasties are cool. So uh, yeah, I, I think they're intriguing. Whether you like them or root against them, it, it just brings uh, an extra level of interest to something that might otherwise be mundane. So whether it's in sports or even something like Jeopardy, I think it's, you know, it's polarizing. People choose a side. Mm-hmm. So it makes it even uh, more worthwhile to watch. So here's a, here's a question I've been thinking over the last couple of weeks. How much of his success, and by success, not just winning, but winning with the dollar amount that he is winning with, how much do you think is, like if, if we had to percent, percentageize, whatever the verb form of percentage definitely is. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, three factors. So just his just his sheer intellect and, and knowledge of of these facts. Second, the way he plays the game. So that meaning um, his order, which he picks the right. you know the the answers. Or third, um, his 
gambling spirit, especially when it comes to daily doubles and even even final jeopardy. So, yeah, Not just the Holy Spirit, but the gambling spirit. <laughs> Amen. The gambling spirit, because yeah, he is a gambler by uh, by trade, by profession. He's a he's a gambler. I mean, obviously, he's got to have the intellect, or else you you lose. Oh, he, but, went, he went he went forty five for forty five on the show yeah. last week. But how much of it do you think is is his strategy and picking, or just his his all in on the daily doubles? Oh well, I I, I think it's his intellect first, but then mm-hmm. the uh, the strategy does pay off because you have two new contestants that I have to imagine are a little bit nervous, a little bit of butterflies, mm-hmm. and he just goes in blitzing from the start. Oh yeah, one word. I mean, it's one word questions. Yep. And only he knows where he's going to pick the next category. It's in his head. They have to look up at the category and kind of remind themselves. I just think it's it's like a fast break. It's And he just gets them behind the eight ball there, just wham, right out of the gate. And obviously he'll hit the jeopardy. He goes all in. Or he gets the double jeopardy, goes all in by Rob. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so I don't know. I, I think that's a big, big, uh, big piece of it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I don't think he needs the money. Therefore, he plays with that kind of uh, the playing with house money. Yeah, the risk is the rush for him. This Mm. is all a bigger rush. Mm. And other people are on there, you know, trying to pay off some debt and maybe put a kid through college. Or and I, I don't get that feeling with him. I think it's just. So you're you're describing the difference between how Rob and I interacted during camp games. I mean, (laughs) Rob was all about the rush, and I was just trying to put food on the table. (laughs) That's right. Rob's like that hurts, Kevin. That hurts. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's with him. It's it's almost uh, <gasps> when he misses one now, you yeah. know, or, or whatever. It's yeah. that's the news. It's not. You know, the other yeah. night, he answered thirteen questions in a row correctly. And Jackson, Jackson looked. And he says, "You think those other people? <laughs> you think those those things even work?" It's, they're, they're, they're <laughs> Imagine getting to the like. Getting called up on a Jeopardy. Jeopardy is like a very you got to be smart to be on Jeopardy. Imagine getting the call. I finally get to be on Jeopardy, and then you find out that it's falling right in the middle yeah. of this like once yeah. every eight year insanity. That. That's what I think about too. It's just sad. I mean, the guy tonight, the guy. Uh, this is Wednesday. No, this is Thursday night. Whatever night this is, uh, Josh got off to a, an early lead, but then he just got smoked. And I thought, man, any other night he probably would have been up there at least challenging for the for the victory, but but not tonight. Well, the guy you beat by eighteen bucks on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy ended with fifty something thousand, which is insane for Jeopardy. And he gets two thousand. He gets two thousand in his parting game. Oh, yes, that was amazing too on Monday night. Oh, okay. Final question on this, because then we got to move on. We've final Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy. Uh, okay, I'm gonna cover my answer. I'm gonna scroll the screen. <laughs> Let me write down on my. By the way, Alex can see it. Alex can see everything. I'm gonna put it in the sidebar. Just think how this guy would have done on Jack's question game. <laughs> oh, <my word. laughs> uh, what was the name of uh, Dubuque? Dubuque. Dubuque. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Seven or whatever it was. No question. How long do you think he goes? You guys think this is, you know, he's definitely going to pass Ken. He's going to be on there for months and months. Or you think at some point, yeah, what do you, just your gut. What's how many days, how many games is he up to? He's at 20, I think, right? Uh, I think tonight was. I think tonight was 20. Tonight was his 21st win, yeah. 24th, okay. 
What's your wager? What's your wager, Nate? Oh, I have no money. So, <laughs> for those of you listening, not watching, you need to watch this part of the show. Uh, yeah, any gut predictions? You, uh, if you'd asked me before last Monday night, I would I would have said Jeopardy will eventually uh, approach him with a payoff to step out. I thought is that, that, that part, is that their precedent for that? Uh, I don't think that there is, but it would be in their best interest financially. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking well, about after, after Monday night, seeing how actually how, actually how close he came to losing. I think they'll they'll ride it, but I, you know I think they'll win forty or fifty shows and walk out of there with six or seven mil. I think it's like you almost wonder at if at some point he doesn't get bored. Like yeah, at, at some point after doing this for months on end, like for the chore. If there's yeah, if there's not just some night where instead of being like so locked in, he's just kind of like. Yeah, whatever. And some, you know, and someone finally knocks off the Golden State Warriors, like someone who's been trying really, really hard. What do they call that in the NBA when they rest a night now? It's called the uh, uh, Popovich. Yeah, no, there's, a, there's actually something they started putting on the medical report. Back to back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, load management. Load management. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Multiplayer sits out. They call it load management. They have to listen. Le- LeBron took several load management games this year. He's taking the load, man- load management playoffs, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Good. He'll be really rested for next season. I would be very interested if, if he just keeps winning like this for, for to see if Jeopardy changes where they put the daily doubles on the board. Because he obviously, you know, he starts at the bottom, and just to see if Jeopardy is forced to kind of change, it's like the historic program and counselor tension. <laughs> it's like he's like road counselor that's playing the game, and I'm back there behind the scenes going, "You shoot that, you can't play. You move it, you move it during the game." Yes, that's he, right. He's the he's the lead counselor who went and sat in a dark room all afternoon for a week during staff training. To be able to figure out all the nuances of the night game, <laughs> removing all the fun for the other people in the game. That would never happen. No, no, no. I'm no, saying it'd no. be like I'm saying it'd be like that. That's yeah. not. I've never done that. There's, so it's, there's no one likes that. No. <laughs> I'm aware of a few people who don't. That's for sure. <laughs> Nate, I think one of the greatest joys of my life is being able to sit with you as a peer in situations like this after those summers. Oh, those are simultaneously some awesome memories. And also I look at like you, you three especially were like people that I was like, in a sense, butting up against, like trying to, trying to like tweak the rules and figure it all out. I'm really glad I got to do a couple summers of program after (laughs) being team lead because it kind of tempered me out, I think a little bit. Yeah. So then team leaders could get mad at you. Yeah. And then I'd be like, well, you guys are just being ridiculous. What's that, Paul? So you kind of did Summers' as program when you were a team leader, too. It's <laughs> uh, my old adage, if you can't beat them, hire them. <laughs> uh, well said. Well said. <clears throat> hey, next topic we're going to talk about tonight is we need to rehash this uh, this bar exam that Commissioner <laughs> Nate put together. Uh, well, we need to start with the name because it was neither a bar nor an exam. <laughs> Let's do a quick. Uh, and I don't know if one of you guys wants to wants to lead us through this. I pulled up the um, whatever website Nate that you use for your uh, my bracket, bracket. Ch- challenge. challenge challenge. I don't know either. Yeah. So any uh, 
I'm just looking at the first round here. Any surprises first round? What were, what were the big surprises? Oh, man. I'm trying to pull it up. I can find it. Yeah. So we had a couple of blowouts. I'll just give you the blowouts. <laughs> Twix crushed Mounds in the first round, which was a 16-17 game. So Yeah, the, the, the unexpected 17 seed slipping its way into the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were surprised that Almond Joy went out in the first round. That I, I know that there is oh, a yeah. lot of hate for Almond Joy in the world. But all those people are wrong. And especially because the main argument all you Almond Joy haters, Kevin, use is, well, I just hate the texture of coconut. But this is not flaked coconut in the candy bar. Like, it just, it doesn't, I, I seed my time. <laughs> this is about to go down a real ugly path. So, yeah, wasn't, I was not pleased with peanut butter Twix beating Almond Joy. There are many good candy bars that you could argue are better than Almond Joy, but not that. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty much yeah, all the of peanut, them are. The peanut butter Twix <laughs> love affair there. I think that, it's totally misguided. That was one of the saddest things I've seen. Paul, do you I think, think it was because of Twix or because of peanut butter? Oh, because it was peanut butter Twix. I don't, I, um, I, I do wonder how many people actually just picked it as Twix and not peanut butter Twix. Oh. Mm-hmm. Rob, what were you saying? I think it could have been a better bracket if it had just been the pure form of each mm. bar. Oh. But, I, but man, it really was uh, quite polarizing. Well, Rob, you did look up the official rules. and You had that picture of the, the sheet with all the rules on it. That was really helpful to me. I wanted to try to make sure I, I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> was, uh, was Milky Way the one that had the most different iterations? Because you had the caramel. There are three Milky Ways. There are three Reese's. Oh, three, yeah. um, oh, that's right. But none of the other Reese's won anything. People love Reese's peanut butter cups, but apparently hate everything else Reese's, which doesn't make. There was only one better. arrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Which let's just, arrow did not do super well in this tournament. No. In and, both. And, and I wonder, I wonder if Kit Kat's surprise run. Was was began because they were matched up against Arrow in the first round, and they just they gave momentum, confidence. Yeah, it shouldn't have mattered because they faced Reese's Fast Break in the second round, and that should have been the end of it. Okay, it was Fast Break, man. That was stunning. That that one that one made me angrier than literally any other part of my life. And no matter matter what we disagree with on (laughs) Almond Joy, we are together in that Fast Break should never have lost to virtually almost any other. Especially Kit Kat. Especially Kit Kat. Well, I, I hated the uh, draw for Snickers. In the, it, uh, it was the, a tough draw. The Twix, uh, riding that Twix uh, momentum, yeah. and Twix uh, edging it by eleven votes. And that one that, got interested. Yeah. That one got over a hundred more votes than any other of the contests in the really? entire. Yes, yeah, I had eight eight different votes. people shared, like shared the bracket trying to like get votes for either Snickers or Twix. And I don't want any ideas on why Snickers lost. I mean, is it the peanut I mean, because like Twix, Twix did make it all the way to the championship. Like, Twix is good, I, and people like Twix. People kept telling me about this peanut allergy. Yeah, I, I, people kept using the peanut allergy as an excuse. I don't know. I think Snickers is like the standard Hershey bar almost, where it's just such a fabric of candy bar life that it just kind of fades in the background. If you don't appreciate it for what it is. Oh, man. Yeah, Snickers satisfies, but it does not, like, 
over delivered. So it's like if you if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, then every once in a while you wish you had someone else when you actually just just be happy with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there are some people well, who like relate to that statement. I speak as a Lions fan, okay? <laughs> For years I heard I heard Green well, Bay fans tell me like, Paul Oates about about Rodgers. <laughs> For years I'd have Green Bay fans complain about Rodgers, and I'm looking at them and you're like, like, please, there please. are. Every team other than the Patriots would take him. Yeah. Entitlement entitlement is an ugly thing. Yeah. Entitled town, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be right back. I have to get my plug plug in. Oh, okay. Um, I'm looking at the rest of the – I was surprised Carmelo lost by so much to Butterfinger, quite honestly. Like, I'm I'm not surprised they lost, but they – got blown out. I was surprised Carmelo made it as far as they did. In my small world, that didn't seem like a popular candy bar. It's a quality, but, uh, it's a quality candy bar. I mean, it's not the common man candy bar, but it is a quality candy bar, especially mm. with a glass of really cold milk. Oh, mm. that's a that's a solid one right there. It's um, kind of like the Gonzaga. It's like it's it's good, but you don't really <laughs> get it a lot. And so, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, we, I can't afford it, but. <laughs> like at, at Christmas, if, if family yeah, members get it, like a party in my mouth, man. Yeah, I mean it's not as good as Starburst jelly beans or sweet tart jelly beans. I mean, but Mm-mm. that's good. Which again, that's the sponsor of this show. Oh, awesome, <laughs> but only at a discount. They're only the sponsor for a dollar fifty. With your, okay. with your email card. Okay. <laughs> serious question though. I mean, this is really serious. So sitting in front of you, you have. A Reese's peanut butter cup. You have a Reese's fast break, and you have a Reese's nutrageous. Which do you pick? Fast break. Rob. <laughs> cups. <laughs> oh, that's okay. The cups are good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fast break too. Yeah. Not a candy bar. It's a cup, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Nate, Nate, what'd you learn as a commissioner from from just the bar exam experience? <laughs> what'd you because it was more volatile than the cereal one. Correct? Yeah, it was. It was. It was like people didn't know what was happening in the cereal one, and people dug in on the candy bars. Uh, people didn't know. People didn't know you could comment. You could only click the vote, and all of a sudden, it was like, "What?" It, it has literally gotten to the point that people who are my Facebook friends who have never met each other and have never even come close to overlapping are now talking to each other all the time in the comments. Like Stephen Jay is constantly talking to one of the guys I go to church with and like making jokes at him and with, and I'm just like, I've learned that I'm not good at making up rules. Uh, those do not satisfy very many people. Uh, I'll agree with that. I've, learned, I've learned that people are not good at following the rules that I make up. Yeah. And uh, I've learned that people care a lot about unimportant things. They care a lot about their opinion. <laughs> yes, 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 I do. It is kind of a fun. Does John Romig know uh, Ronald Bean? Uh, he does not. But John Romig, Aaron Brooks, Ron Bean, and Stephen Jay have become a quartet, a quartet of and terror. John and Brienne are loyal listeners too. I, I'm yeah. fully expecting them to uh, announce that Ronald is the godfather for their child. <laughs> uh, after I've seen this uh, harmony develop on that. Oh, John, stop entitling Ron by by liking every one of his comments. 
<laughs> so I literally, so like John Robig and I do not communicate except for during the year at fantasy football. Like we just don't keep in touch. I literally just messaged him the other day. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm getting to know you literally through you commenting on Facebook every, like, I appreciate your interaction, man. <laughs> oh, man. So it, it's, it's ruined many more friendships, but it has created yeah. a couple. Yeah. So that's good. I've, un- I've unfollowed many people. <laughs> <laughs> not my Kit Kat. Oh, amen to that. I just, I, I think you just have to be true to what you would do late at night in the Halloween candy, man. What, ca- what bar are you going to steal out of your kid's stash? And that's Rob, that, was, that was the truest of me. So that's which, what I did. Which just proves my point of what my parents taught me growing up. Nothing good happens after. <laughs> okay. You might eat a Kit Kat. You might settle for a Kit Kat at twelve o'clock. <laughs> When you think no one's watching, you go for that three musketeers. Why don't yeah. you do like a candy corn bracket <laughs> of all different flavors of candy corn? <laughs> you need covenant candy is what you need. Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, we're in the midst. Well, we're in the beginning, really, of this next this next tournament, right? The uh, the pet peeve. We're in. I will say that's a clever tournament, Nate. It is. That was uh that was the creation slash idea of one of my dear friends at church who was like, We're complaining about all this anyway. Why don't we just <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. That's funny. It does make Facebook fun again. Yeah. It's made it fun for me. It's I mean a great platform. I, I have had someone uh who actually lives in the area come to me and say that they are very tired of Facebook polls and I just said, Well, you don't have to be my Facebook friend. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you can mute me. I mean, not to you, but to them. Wow. Yeah. I'm just glad the Facebook algorithm put your whatever your thing is for the day right at the top. I'm like, I, think that's why, I think that's why people don't like it. They're like, why why am I stuck seeing this? I'm just like, this is this is what I want to see. Thank you. Yeah. It's like a Facebook premium account where you get like the true content that you want, like right up front. <laughs> Or if it if it's if it's not on there and I go to the search bar, your name is already at the top. <laughs> the times I searched it, you, uh, Christy, and uh, a few other places I saw it. Erwia, go Wolfpack. Well, Nate, thanks for bringing some some joy to Facebook. Uh, oh, unlike unlike other people on Facebook, uh, segue here. This is a segue. Who who use Facebook uh, around a certain time of year, namely when they celebrate the anniversary of their birth? Not not even around, not even around that time of year. So this topic came up in one of our uh, Voxer conversations a couple of days ago. And what is it with uh, with people who who are adults who are past the age of of five? Accountability. <laughs> <laughs> the age of accountability. This is the age of accountability. And uh, so it seems like, yeah, it seems like it struck a nerve with us, not just because they make a big deal out of the birthday, but because they expect everybody else to make a big deal out of the birthday. Is, is that the vibe? Well, yeah. it's actually assumed that everybody will. Not, not even expect. It's just assumed. And it's just like that's the baseline, and then everything else is beyond that. So I'm, I'm a little bit sympathetic. I'm, I'm with you on the full run. Go <laughs> now, I think if you have like a very – like a um, your 30th or your 40th, I think you can make a bigger deal of that. That's a benchmark, but you know, how, how are you going to be this year? 
30 <laughs> I mean like your 33rd birthday week celebration yeah <laughs> I just think like when you're a kid you literally get your birthday why when you are 40 should you get it a month like things do not like things do not get more important like like that sort of thing does not get more important or should not be more important like there's a the, the the vibe of the eight year old birthday party is not recreatable in your in your thirties and forties, no, and so it's, it's like an odd thing to chase. <laughs> well, here's the equivalent of spring break. When spring break, when you're a kid, is a big deal. When you're adult, it means there's slightly less traffic. <laughs> and yeah, for the work in the time. <laughs> well, here's the real here's the real rub: is people are finding more creative ways. To point you to <laughs> sooner. Hey, I'm doing a birthday fundraiser for me in honor of me. Guys, I'm really selfless. I'm actually not wanting presents this year. I would just like for you all to donate four thousand dollars to this nonprofit. In my name. In my name. Say my name when you send it. Think of me. Oh my! If, if, if you're listening to this, first of all, you need help. But then, secondly, <laughs> if, if you do the fundraisers for your birthday, it's also okay. It's great. It's good for you, and um, probably don't waste time sending us uh, an invitation. But that's fine. Just don't send me a reminder about something I wasn't going to do to begin with. That that's work. That's my idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do know we have one listener who enjoys making a big deal out of her birthday. Yes, she does. Hi, Miranda. <laughs> Hi, Miranda. Yep. Oh, well, Miranda deserves it. Th- this does not apply to people. This does not apply to Miranda. She voted for candy bars. She uh, she's she's doing life the right way. So yes. Yeah, this is not for you, Miranda. It's for everyone this, else. This is everybody else. It's probably the one time out of the entire year where she would point any slight <laughs> minimal focus to herself. So that's right. It, and in Miranda fashion, she'd be like, well, I'm just thankful for my parents. And that my birthday reminds me that they love me so much. And they took care of me for so many years. And that's how, that's why it's a big deal to her. I'm actually kind of bumming that the thought that we might've just made Miranda sad. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to celebrate my birthday this year just because I did that. <laughs> I'm going to have more jelly beans. 